Let me say, guys, I don't recommend having two children. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Can you pause one second? I need to get a beer. How about four children? Should we just pause like this? <laughs> um, How did our parents do it? A little help from Jim Beam. <laughs> My parents didn't even drink. Wow. Do they still not drink? And my dad will. My dad has beer with pizza, and my mom has like a margarita every once in a while. But I mean, it's not like a choice. They're not alcoholics or anything. They just don't get enjoyment out of it. Are we? Are we? Are we live here? Yeah, this I'm, is, I'm, uh, I'm recording. Episode zero 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 thirty three. That's correct. Should we do a little roundtable sponsors? Uh, this is premium unleaded. <clears throat> the podcast. The official, unofficial podcast of the F1 newsletter <laughs> of Formula One. I'm, I'm thinking about a little rebrand. We just go <laughs> premium unleaded, the podcast. Mm. But I guess I would assume yeah, that right. there's a premium unleaded something else, which there isn't. <laughs> there's a gasoline. <laughs> Exactly. People don't know if we're talking about the gasoline or the podcast. We are gasoline. All right. Let's do it. Toss it around the horn. My sponsor, uh, Maine Beer Company. Oh, it's a nice haul. This is a big boy. Uh, this is... How many ounces is this? Doesn't say. Uh, oh, one, one pint. Whatever that means. Um... Great beer. If, uh, at this uh, my house recently, I had a nineteen point two ounce beer, and everyone thought it was wild. Um, we can talk about that more later. But I'm sponsored today by Main Beer Company. We may or may not talk about that later. <laughs> you can tell how excited the party was. By cold uh, lasagna. <laughs> I had a cold piece of lasagna for my dinner because the last time, or one of the last times I potted, I uh, I had the audacity to uh, make a warm pizza, and I was a little late for the pot. So this one, I had a cold piece of lasagna. That's the kind of dedication you get from Sabo. Wow. Now the world knows your email address. Yeah, You're going to get spammed by the White House now, too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you you couldn't have heated that up for a minute and thirty seconds in the microwave. But all right, let's keep going. Sponsored by um, not uh, not in person podcasting. You could have been sponsored by Warren Tavern or Rob's apartment. Um, we'll get into that a little, a little bit later. But basically, I wanted to do it in person. I came prepped, and everyone else bailed. So we'll get into that more later. Andrew. Yeah, um, I'm sponsored by Night Shift. Spent many, I spent a few nights recently at the beer garden, Night Shift beer garden. I think it's called the Owl's Nest. And now I'm uh, sipping on a fine the '87, which is a American Double India Pale like, Ale. Like um, is that 1987? No, just the '87. What is that from? 1980. Like, what's the what's the genus? I couldn't say. Could not say. Hmm. Um, and I'm sponsored by Thai food, more specifically Masaman curry. So that's a good one. <laughs> Charlie, what's your what's your uh, eating schedule been like this week? You just ordering in every day? 
Oh, uh, I served him dinner. John Monday. served me lasagna on Monday, which was a nice treat. And then Tuesday, mm. I ate out at um, a restaurant. And tonight, I ordered in. So, yeah, I'm kind of uh, Charlie's. So Charlie, I'm implying that I'm eating like a slob because my wife is out of town for a week. So, which is true. Yeah, not, I, not like a slob. <laughs> I'm just eating extravagantly. Yeah. Yeah. You so you're eating better. I'm not eating well. Let's just say that. I, I, yeah, I had a shepherd. Better shepherd's than if she was home. Maybe. I'd like to go after that. Just, you know, I think contrasts are interesting. Um, I am sponsored very heavily by Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Um, I do not recall what I had for dinner last night. I grabbed something out of the refrigerator, having skipped lunch and feeling sick. I am also sponsored by uh, diaper cream and Costco diapers, which are the primary... Do we need to, uh, aspects of my life? Do we need to do a little talk? What's going on? I feel like you're stressed. Oh, baby. I think we should bail on F1 and just pep up Rob. <clears throat> baby on board. So I do want to just address the elephant in the room. I missed the Singapore podcast. Um, you guys don't know what it's like to be a McLaren fan. Um, it is just brutal. Andrew's one. <laughs> Are you saying the reason you missed the podcast is because you're a McLaren fan? We sometimes <laughs> I just can't bear my, bring myself to talk about it. We called you <laughs> and you said you were too sick on your couch to pod. Yeah, sick with disgust. Were you actually sick? This is your last I, chance, I, to be honest. I was. I, was. I felt very under the weather. I did not have a doctor's note, but I felt self-diagnosed ill. Look me in Rectal the Rectal thermometer? Uh... <laughs> oh, we are an unrated pod. <laughs> no, no rectal thermometer. <laughs> yeah, I would say you're not really sick. Then, <laughs> do you believe in God? You're not son? sick until you stuck a thermometer up your ass, Charlie. <laughs> Doctor Charlie here. All right, all right. Let's go. Moving on. Uh, my life update: not too much. Running a half marathon this weekend, so that that's going to be uh, NBD. Trying. Yeah, we didn't do life updates. I um I'm sponsored by Harpoon Juicer. Pretty good. Yeah. They're they're trying to get into the New England style IPA game. It, it's oh, pretty good. A big a big juice, a juicy IPA. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize we're not doing life focus. My apologies. Um, I'm also <laughs> brought to you by um, Curry from Dorset Hall. I'm gonna have reheat my leftovers once once the pause. Man, done. you guys are having a good dinner. I haven't had anything yet. Yeah. Well, I haven't eaten uh-huh. yet, but. All right, let's yeah. get to it. Let's get to it. We've wasted a, enough time here. What are we doing here? We're recapping a race, the Russian Grand Prix. Sochi. Um, Sochi. Putin's playground, as they call it. I'd like, uh, to, I'd like to make one point. Point of order? Thank you. Um, Anne Omira was in Russia at the time of the race. However, she did not make the trip from Moscow or St. Petersburg down to Sochi, which I was very disappointed in. I then Googled it. It would have been a 24-hour drive, so it makes sense why she wouldn't have done that. What about the plane ride? She doesn't trust Russian airlines. Okay. That's valid. Yeah. Oh, would they have been anywhere Moscow to Sochi? Yeah, that does go near... Where the Russians oh. shot down that uh, airliner yeah, a couple of years ago. I wouldn't so, have done it before. I wouldn't make that flight. Okay. Just wanted to make so that smart move in. Yeah. Smart move in. Are we doing life updates later? 
Yes. What's yeah. she doing yeah. in Russia? Are we a little concerned? Like, uh, hey, hey, man, she can't talk about it. Can't yeah, about I, it. you know, taxes, shell companies, um, or That's just wrong. or just a nice little senior trip. <laughs> One or the other. You talking to spy here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so back to Sochi. Uh, I don't think he's a spy. The uh, I have to say the qualifying was. Who watched qualifying? I watched qualifying. I did. John watched qualifying. Andrew watched qualifying. Charlie was no sir busy. Um, I I was I have to say I was a little underwhelmed by it. Uh, there was you know everyone was taking engine penalties at Sochi, which is a little strange given that it's a track known for difficulty and overtaking. But you know the, the Williams and the McLarens are just shit and couldn't get out of Q three. Um. And then Q2, only 10 cars even tried to set laps. So anybody who tried to set a lap got to go to Q3. What would you guys think about that? I'll go. Um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't love qualifying one because uh, you knew the Red Bulls were out of it. Before it started. So that sucked. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't that memorable. Yeah, and I'm having a hard time remembering it. Other than uh, I knew the Red Bulls would be starting from the back. I mean, I've never seen that before, where only ten, only Danny even tried to set a lap in uh, Q2. That was something else. Um, yeah, felt bad for the Red Bulls. Yeah, kind of forgettable, to be honest with you. Do um, we need a rule change or something? Nah. Do we, Do we want to just quickly go through just just so the listeners are aware to what the qualifying order was? And also for the the podcasters to be aware. The podcasters. Um, Valtteri qualified first, which we'll get into later. Uh, can, we, can we go from the back and to the yeah. front? From the way back? Sure. Yeah. Oh, how about this? Make a guess. Who fin- who qualified dead last? Uh, Ricardo. No, that's after the penalty. Yeah. Oh, well, did pre Pre-penalty application. Yeah, pre-penalty application. Um, I would say... <clears throat> Sorotkin. Close. Lance Stroll. Van, oh, all right. Oh. I knew, and then Van Dorn was second to last. Van Dorn, then Sorotkin. Then. And, okay. Then Alonzo. Yes. <laughs> so it was, bottom of the grid is Williams McLaren, Williams McLaren. That's correct. Which is, you know, par for the course. I but, have to say, those are two of the most storied constructors yeah, in that, all of Formula One. And they're at the back of the grid. And what Sauber has done this year, coming back from laughingstock in 2017, has given me heart. It should. Uh, and I'm like, okay, you can come back. You know. And those two, they're putting money into this. They'll pull it together. So who was fifth? Sixteenth was Hartley. 16th. Then we had uh, that's, then, that's John's Kiwi. Yeah, and then we had the two Renos. We had Hulkenberg and Signs, which is pretty disappointing, I would say. No. Um, okay, so now we're now we're in the Q two. So those five Hartley and the Williams and the McLarens got kicked out in Q one. Then we got to Q two. The the Renaults did not run a lap. So geez. that that order that you're talking about is yeah. like a holdover from who ran the best lap in Q one. Got it. Yep. Um, so go ahead. Then we had Gasly. Yeah. Then Ricardo Verstappen, 
Um, yeah, Ver- Ricardo and Verstappen, I think we're like three, four, which is not totally indicative of anything. But yeah. they were way up there in Q one. But then they decided yeah. not to run in Q two because they were going to take penalties. Right. Right. Yeah. Judging by their times, that's right. I'm looking at this now. They they were probably let's see, one thirty three. 133.04 for Max, which would have put him, wow, really up there, three. Yeah, above right. Vettel. Oh, my God. All right. Let's not do too much recap because I would like to make one historical data. But true. what's, what's our analysis of that? But one comment I'd like to make is the, the top time by Valtteri in Q3 was roughly five seconds faster than Lance Stroll's qualifying time in Q1, oh. which is, that's pretty remarkable, I'd say. Although, yeah, obviously, yeah. they make tweaks and stuff. But Do you think Lance has a party mode? Definitely not. Charlie, are you watching what's, hockey? What's Charlie or? doing? <laughs> yeah, you got a little hockey on in the background. Okay. All right. Um, All right, let's so, keep going. So, you're really so, then, so, so then Q3 was pretty interesting. Um, it was a, I mean, I think we all knew that it was going to be a shootout between Ferrari and Mercedes for the top four positions and then, you know, Force India would be scrapping with Sauber, who could ever have predicted that, and Haas for the the best of the rest spots. Um, notable for me, Leclerc was best of the rest in qualifying. I mean, snaps to him. Yeah. That's Andrew's guy next year. Love him. Um, and, and then the other thing was what Ferrari, just like, you know, this has never been their track. This has been a Mercedes track. But Mercedes was noticeably faster. I think uh, the Ferraris were either three-tenths or five-tenths of a second back off of uh, the Mercedes. So what do you guys – Andrew, let's let you, let's have you take – I mean, is that is that indicative of what's going on in the future here? Has Mercedes outdeveloped Ferrari? Or was that a Sochi-specific failure? I don't think it's so Sochi-specific. If you look at the last few races, I think it's kind of been the trend. Um, word on the paddock is that they did make a slight tweak to the rear wheels, which um, helped them out in Sochi. So maybe that maybe that does explain a bit of the gap there. The rear suspension or the rear wheels? I believe the rear wheels. I'll have to look into the tech specs a little bit further there, but um, that's just what I'm hearing, you know, my initial rumors out of the paddock. Oh, I, th- I also think it's just kind of an uninspired race from Ferrari, if I'm being honest. Something that I've noticed from, uh, from watching F1 this season has been the real importance of all the different car elements. So we know that there are only three, maybe four engine upgrades yeah and there's so much more and, and we also know aero is i would say overemphasized in f1 but i think that there are other aspects to the car that are just unbelievably important like suspension i heard mercedes brought a suspension upgrade Speed. And to think about how it all works together and all these little teeny things that you know yeah kind of like something Kind of like a, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of like a, you know, a golf match where you've got, you got your backswing and your downswing and the course and the wind and it's the ball. It's just, you know, (laughs) it's so many, the rain pants. Okay. Terrible analogy, but, um, so anybody else thoughts on kind of the qualifying? Yeah. No. 
Nope. <laughs> uh, what do right. you think about the race? What do you think about the race? Oh man, this what a conflicted race this was. Um, should we should we go to the to the finish and talk about it? like how do you want to talk about this? Yeah, race? let's for, let's first. Uh, so okay, we, had, here. we had Botas, Hamilton, Vettel, Raikkonen. That was the qualifying order, and then we finished Hamilton, Botas, Vettel, Raikkonen. Or did we? Yes, we did. Facts are facts. But um, it was team orders. Toto, or one of Toto's minions, ordered Botas to let Hamilton buy. So in the top four, the only change... Well, there was some inter-race change, and we'll talk about the Vettel-Hamilton duel. But the only start-to-finish change was created by team orders. Hugely controversial that they kind of made Botas bend over and let his teammate by. What do you guys think? I hated it. Uh, don't like it. I don't like what they're doing to Valtteri. I think he needs out of Mercedes. He's a pawn in this game. This is exactly why Daniel Ricciardo left Red Bull. So he's not a pawn like that. Uh, so smart move by him. Uh, but I, I, I didn't like the race at all. I, I thought, one, I thought the race was boring. Two, I thought it was total, um, you know, pardon my French, but I thought it was despicable that they made Valtteri just pull over and let Hamilton buy. I mean, I, I think if Hamilton's a true competitor, a true racer, he would have said, no, I'm not doing it. They're not going to fire Hamilton. They're not going to give up his seat. They would fire Valtteri for not going if, with team orders. So I think Hamilton should have manned up and said, I'll race Vettel, I'll come in second, and I'll beat him in the championship uh, regardless. So I, I didn't like it. Okay, so I will agree with you on the I didn't like it part, but I'm going to disagree with you on every other point. And to be honest, there are so many sub-points I disagree with. I'm going to try to hit them all here. So one... Danny Rick hey, didn't leave me, because of team orders. Can I rebut this or no? Uh, yeah, once I'm done. First no, of all... No, I get rebuffed point by point. No, no. Oh, Jesus. Red Bull does not issue team orders. So I don't know what you're talking about. Danny Rick is escaping team they orders. They've never they placed a favorite, and they haven't yet. So they will. I, I don't know where they're going to be at. Second thing is the Lewis Hamilton, like if you're a true racer, you'd give it back. No, that's what he was clamoring for. He's like, I have a faster car. This course does not let me pass. You're putting me in danger as the leader. And I agree with you. I don't like it. I don't want team orders. I think the FIA should come down with some sort of rule to, to ban it because from a team perspective, it makes a ton of sense. They secured the one-two. If they let Hamilton idle behind Botas too much, then you risk the one-two and Ferrari getting in there and stealing extra points. So... Makes total sense from their perspective. I get it. I don't like it. Kind of sucked at the end. But I think the FAA, FIA needs to step in to, to put that order down. I mean, can I get one, one rebuttal point to Charlie since he attacked me verbally? Yes. <laughs> Quickly. We've all been on this podcast before saying, if you're truly faster, then you can pass the guy in front of you. This 
he's holding me up is a lame excuse. Hamilton should not be using it. Uh, if he's a better driver, he would pass him. He's a loser for taking those team orders. But that's the last point. Last okay. Point. But Mercedes does not want to risk them touching each other. So I, yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> car is touching. You know what I'm talking about. Hamilton, like, yeah, maybe he could pass, but it's a risk for him. It's a risk for the team. Why would you do that if the team's going to let you by? I don't like it. It's not it. about pride. It's about winning. Bad racing. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob. You're, You're muted, muted, dude. You're on mute. You're muted, bro. Yeah, my child. You do this as work meetings, don't you? My my child was screaming, so you're you're welcome for that mute. Uh, <laughs> Red Bull fanboys, uh, multi twenty one is the most infamous team orders of all time given by Red Bull, and it was when team orders were prohibited, so they just spoke in code to their drivers. I don't talking think, about the press in here. Let's I no, but I, I don't. I don't know that there's any way to first. So I'm just saying, Red Bull's not above team orders. One and two. I don't think that you can ban team orders because they're just going to create codes and talk around it. Uh, two. I am on the official Lewis Hamilton hate fan hater fan club, but I don't think that Lewis asked for that move, and I think that the team was saying, "Look, we want to protect Lewis's driver's lead. He's getting backed up." by Max and then Botas into Vettel and we want to just swap it around and I, I don't think so and Lewis you could tell he did not like how he had to win I, I actually think he would have preferred to let Botas win um, but so so I don't blame Lewis for that at all um, yeah Lewis almost had me fooled um that he really Thank felt you. that he felt bad about it. Uh, I listened to the entire press conference post race. Um, I'd like to get into that more later, but um, he really he really laid it on thick, didn't he? Barely could look at the reporters. I mean, I think he even was faking a cry at one point. Yep. It was the yep. most ridiculous acting job I've ever heard. I don't think he cared at all about Valtteri. I think he loved just getting first. And I mean, he's the most. If I'm Valtteri, I am leaving that team tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, this is just proving everything I said. One, he could have let Valtteri by in the very last second of the race, okay, and okay. not been brought up against Vettel. Two, this also proves my point about Danny Rick. Danny Rick made the good decision. He's not going to get in this spot. Valtteri should have left Mercedes for a Renault-type team. He's never going to win, period. Is that the kind of racer you want to be? No. Okay, so really? again, I, I agree with you guys on the whole Hamilton like show, pony shows, like, oh, I'm so sad. I, like, <laughs> I, I agree. It's despicable. We all hate Hamilton for that reason. But he wants, like, yeah, if, if he just came out and was like, yeah, I'm happy I won, yeah. I think it, I, I just should, he, he should have just been honest about it, because he was happy. Yes, and I don't think there's anything wrong, sorry, Rob, I know you had your hand up, but I had, I had my finger up first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Charlie that, you know, he did, I think everyone would have done the same thing. I think he just was, Not me. The, the reason I don't like him is because of 
the way he reacted in the post race and actually felt like he was sorry for Valtteri when I know he wasn't. Rob, please go ahead. So, Lewis did not say that Russia had the best fans in the world. I want to give credit where credit's due. Like, maybe he is showing some self-awareness. Um, as far as, like, Lewis could have given the position back, that requires team coordination. Like, you can't just pull over. Valtteri's not going to be looking to drive by him. Like, they have to be talk, talk to both drivers. Lewis does not have a direct channel to Valtteri. He needs to go through Toto. And Toto will be like, no, no, no one's moving. So, I don't agree with that. Second. Yeah, I don't agree with that take, but okay. Lewis couldn't say to Toto, I'm letting him through. Please tell tell Valtteri I'm letting him through. They couldn't do that? Alright. I think we've beaten this topic to death. What about the rest what about the rest of the race? Yeah. Let, let, let's leave the only good part of the race and talk about the <laughs> Well, I mean I, look. Uh, I, also I uh founding member of the Max Verstappen Hater fan club. Max had a hell of a drive. He came from second or third on last of the grid, and he just powered his way through in the first 10 laps of a 55-lap race um, and finished fourth. I thought that was awesome. It seems like once a year, he just has an absolutely electric race that gets everybody excited all over again. But he he just needs to be more consistent with it. So as... The old Red Bull's only hope next year. I hope he, with an, yet another year under his belt, more maturity, he can take those lessons and and kind of harness it into a race by race consistency. Because that's the only thing lacking from his game, so to speak, is the consistency. The talent's there. I th- I think he I think he's come a long way since the beginning of the year. Where you know he had Agreed. he had those kind of um, he had a couple of bad races. He did have that talking to by uh, publicly uh, by Christian Horner, and I think he really took that to heart. And I think he's shown that he's he's matured. He's he's a better racer. And I think you're going to see Max next year come out strong, um, pick his spots where he has them. And I think he's going to have the best year of his career next year. I mean, he is only 21. You could talk to Tom O'Brien, who's in the industry, who will tell you that the insurance rates for 21-year-olds are sky high because they're, you know, not fully matured. So, luckily, luckily, he's driving a blue car, not a red car. I think the premiums are slightly lower for blue cars. <laughs> but, um, um, also, little uh, hat tip to Charles Leclerc, who came in best of the rest, seventh, seven. and. and Want that race? Um, How about um, yeah? Love that. Love Leclerc having a strong one. Um, there was a little tiff. Was there? There's a tiff between Mag K Mag, obviously, what a nut, and uh, Carlos Sainz. He didn't. He, he kind of pushed him off the, yeah. the track. Yeah. But there was no. There was no penalty applied for that. I think it was in the opening rate, opening lap, and the and the stewards just said like racing incident. No, nothing further. Interesting. I, I, you know what? I think that Magnuson definitely has a reputation at this point, and so well deserved. Any, anything that he's involved in kind of gets extra eyeballs. But he's a psychopath. You know, I don't know. I, I think it. I think he's a good addition to F one, and I'm glad that um, Haas is keeping him for next year. John. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Magnuson is—he's crazy for going after Alonso the way he does, but I, I kind of love that he does. Like you, the way he just doesn't care and he just 
attacks him and calls him a loser. It's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, he has no respect, which is uh, crazy but refreshing. So and I mean, change topics. I agree. He he is such a wild card. He we need him on track. <laughs> um, but one thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, uh, kind of two two parter here is one is. I was just thinking about it. I, I nothing's coming to mind, but has Ferrari or Mercedes had to retire for outright reliability issues this year? Because I feel like it's a. No. I think that's where the money really shows. In one, I think twofold actually. One is the money they put into it, and two, the harmony between the being a work quote unquote works team. I think is quite impressive that they've they've. Uh, haven't had to retire a car like that all year. And then the second thing, more specific question for you, Andrew, is are you, with all these very nice finishes by Leclerc, are you a little torn on who you want to be lead driver? Because I think Ferrari's obviously going to favor Vettel. And I'm not sure that's right. As they should. I don't think, I mean, yes, Leclerc has been impressive, but he's never been, I mean, he's never sniffed a, a, a win. He hasn't, we don't know how he's going to react to that kind of pressure. Um, don't don't rush him. Don't rush him into it. I mean, let, let him earn his stripes. Let's see how he qualifies. Let's see how he can handle a beast, you know? But, but you still hope he's better than Vettel. I, I pray for Ferrari's future that his ceiling is higher than Vettel's. Otherwise, it's going to be a long <laughs> couple decades for myself. <laughs> so, back to the race. I think that was a huge <laughs> element. Like, Ferrari... Um, did have a better strategy than Mercedes, and they jumped Vettel. I mean, they jumped Vettel ahead of Hamilton using the pit stop. But then Vettel made mistakes on his after the Hamiltons during Hamilton's outlap, and he locked up the brakes on the back stretch. I mean, Vettel just seems to make a lot of mistakes. I have to say, he does. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. I think this year, I think this year more than others, where He's just making. Last these... year was the Baku mistake, wasn't it? Where he, that that's where he just like... where he bumped him. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, Vettel was just a lot... a, that was a meltdown. That, I wouldn't say it's a racing mistake. That's just a being acting like a child. Let's not let's, not, let's not pile on Vettel, right? okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will agree with you that he does seem to me because you know in many races I think Charlie likes to point this out every time he can that the Ferrari. Uh, strategy is always so poor, and he's right because it, they usually do screw it up. This time they nailed it, and they totally executed. It, and I was shocked when he came out ahead just by yeah. a whisker. Amen. Uh, I was and, shocked. And, and Mercedes made a mistake too. What it was? It was the mirror of what we usually see. Ferrari did a good job, and Mercedes did a bad job. I mean, how often can you say that? Yeah, and then you kind of thought. I kind of thought, wow, okay, this is the race where their their strategy wins them. Um, and it just they and gave it up immediately. It was just pathetic. So um, one more amusing point from uh, I I'm into dark humor these days. Uh, at some point, Alonzo's engineer was telling him about the uh, well, like, he, like <laughs> what he was giving him a rundown of who's in the front. yeah yeah. He's like you're you're ten seconds ahead of this and you're fifteen seconds behind this guy. Plus, if he knows what position he's in. Uh, so this is might be a super mm -hmm. hot take, but I'm. He's a terrific racer, maybe one of the best. I'm happy to see Alonzo go only because he does not have a top drive. 
I don't want to see Alonzo in a secondary car. It's just a miserable experience for everybody. I mean, this is nothing new from Charlie. You, know, you made this point a few podcasts ago, just absolutely ripping Alonzo. Um, I, th- I hear you. Everyone has their racer that they just hate. Um, me, for me, it's I guess it's Lewis, but um, I mean, this is such a Put him in a Sauber, dude. Like, I mean, he could actually uh, compete in a Sauber. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a Ferrari Junior's car, so. Or no, no, actually, it's not. Uh, the Haas is the Ferrari Junior. Sauber is Sauber is a legitimately developed car. Like props to what they've done. Yeah, Sauber has a Ferrari engine. I know, but they're not stealing all the aero parts and other and other mechanicals from Ferrari. Which how dare you? It's America. How dare you? Um, in non F one news, I had a little. Tet a tet with my fellow minivan owner David Zabo. Let's do yeah. I'd like to hear about all this. Do you want to do any life updates, and then we'll go right into your minivan? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's life, mini, life minivan is life. <laughs> it is <laughs> minivan is life. <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> I own a minivan, uh, and I was kind of appalled at your guys' lack of information about why David Zabo has gotten the car he got which was a 2014 chrysler town and country so and his can i just fourth so chrysler just, just one one let me interject this for a second we in the last podcast i think there was some fake news about the van a that my father recently purchased after listening to the podcast i think he reached out to multiple members of the pod trying to yes. clear his good name um, so Rob, please take, <laughs> take it away <laughs> uh and well, what he told me because Charlie was Charlie brought a table this issue about buying American. Um, he likes the stow and go seating, where both the second and third row fold flat, which I think was mentioned <laughs> quite That's right. That's And um, and I have to say that is an issue that I've recently encountered in my minivan ownership, where the handle for the stow and go I only have stow and go third row. But a cheap piece of engineering, and this is where the F1 parallel comes in, caused it to break, and my seat was locked into position. It was I had to buy the new part and install it, and it was an outrageously expensive fix for a broken piece of plastic. But just the 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 piece that I replaced was poorly engineered, and the replacement part was better better engineered. Um, but uh, David said that the stow and go was was a big factor. Also, he thinks Chrysler's are well engineered and has good uh, gas mileage. And also that as a used car, the the Honda and the Toyota, which have very good reputations, command extremely high used car prices. And he thought he got a deal on the Chrysler, which he thinks is a good car. I'd like to just uh, quote his text because I thought it was pretty funny. Um, so this is from, from, from my father, David Sabo. Mom and I just heard your life updates. Thanks for the shout out. Also, this is where he goes in on Charlie. Heard Charlie <laughs> heard Charlie questioning my minivan selection. <laughs> Please pass this info along for clarification. It's a 2014 Chrysler Town and Country and our fourth Chrysler minivan. So he does buy a mark. 
Sorry, that's copley. Chrysler minivans are the only ones with stow and go seating where both second and third row seats fold into the floor, making my frequent Home Depot and Lowe's lumber runs more convenient. And children's car <laughs> seats fit well when the seats are up. I am also pleased with 27 miles per gallon on the highway. Double thumbs up. Wow. That was just... <laughs> I mean, the, I, the second row still and go is a game changer now that I know about this. I don't know, like, where... Where's this extra room coming from? That's an astounding <laughs> amount of space. That's and I don't know how Chrysler's engineering this. It's incredible engineering. <laughs> we got to get a Chrysler engineer on the podcast. Also, yeah. he, sent, he sent me a picture of what looked like Elizabeth's moves to Chicago, which is, I mean, anybody who hasn't owned a minivan hasn't lived, is what I like to say. Fair enough. Andrew, so, life update. Uh, can you, yeah, can you, before you can jump into that, I'd like for the next pod, us to find out what kind of lumber runs your dad is making. What, what's he building? <laughs> I'd, also, I wanted, uh, I'd also like to find out. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, life updates, really not much for me. I've got to say, you know, uh, the lady left me alone all week, as we talked about earlier, so I'm struggling her food. Um, I will be going to Chicago this weekend, so I will run into to my father. I'll pass along the lumber question. Um, the the second nephew, young Jack. Maybe he can, maybe David can write into our website with a comment. <laughs> I would like pictures of all the projects, all the lumber projects. <laughs> um, young Jack is getting christened. We're gonna go out there. John and I are the godfathers, multiple. Um, so he couldn't have better better role models to lead him down the path of life. I go. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it for me. Oh, I will say this. Um, I did a little, Copley and I had a, a little road race, one mile. Um, a lot of fun. Dogtoberfest. Um, and I recommend anyone next year to do the same. Uh, I'm triggered. You're talking to somebody with a dog with multiple torn Achilles, and that is triggering. <laughs> you know what a real dog owner would do? You'd pick that dog up and you'd run that mile with that dog. Yeah. <laughs> If I, if I don't see you doing that next year, then you're not the rabble, Brian. I thought I knew. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, check next, next person. Charlie? Um, yeah, not, not too much. Last weekend, uh, Scott Strong came up to visit, stayed <laughs> over, had a whole car, car ordeal. Who knows whether his start is broken, not broken, battery's good. Let's see. Um, but he stayed over. What else? What else is new? As I said, I'm running a half marathon. The brother, sister-in-law are coming up this weekend, so lots of visitors. Um, yeah, really fun. Nice. Oh, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, what's going on with me? Got some cold lasagna. <laughs> oh, here's a life update. Um, I uh, man, I'm so disappointed in myself. I ordered this sweater. Off, off, off the line on the line, and it's this like Scottish sweater that I looked up, and then I like the only place I saw it was on this like lame Brooklyn boutique place. So like now I, I've got I've been like, buying from this mom and pop Brooklyn shop, just uh, 
total hipster lane move. Um, but I think the sweater will be nice. Is it a cardigan? Is it a cardigan? I hate no, cardigan. It's not a cardigan. I like cardigan. Where did you, where did you see the sweater in the first place to like go and search for it? <laughs> yeah, what is the going? I don't know. I don't know where I saw it. I saw this brand, and it was like, oh, this family spun Scottish uh, wool, lamb's wool. Uh, you can't go wrong with it. And then I look at look it up on their website, and they're like, "Oh, we only have like one showing in America ever, and it's, <laughs> it's mostly in uh, the UK." And then, but then I googled it, and this this one store in Brooklyn had had up, so I freaking ordered it. You know, I have to say this is a victory for big data. They obviously. <laughs> Like connecting you somehow and sent you a targeted ad. <laughs> Big data. I, have I mean, I started this story no. by saying I'm very disappointed with myself. Now well, you just triggered me. I have a fun uh, targeted ad story. I was on Pinterest <laughs> looking for looking for a new dresser for my guest bedroom, and Targeted put this nice Target. The corporation put this nice targeted ad up there for me, advertising this dresser. They don't even care of the thing. So pissed. <laughs> Really wanted it. That's <laughs> unreal. Yeah, well, I'm triggered now, so carry on. Um, I also I don't even want to ask how much it is, but you know, sounds like sounds expensive. It's it, it's not cheap, but I do I I'm a firm believer in you get what you pay for. So I could see myself having a sweater for. I could pass this down to to my son or grandson. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. John, I'm I have sure a quarter that's will. extremely nice, and I will sell it to you at a very reasonable price. You get what you pay for. Can I? There, <laughs> Come on over. I, I think there's an. I, there, this would be a great podcast, but to talk about, I think you guys, some of us, and I'm not pointing fingers, but you know, you get upset with your jobs, what have you. So in order to make yourselves happy, you buy these clothing items. But then that makes you work harder because now you have to fund this crazy lifestyle that you've been... Uh, not at all. Not at all. I'm very happy with my job currently, actually. So I, I disagree with your... Um, Are you thinking that your employer is listening? Very savvy. No, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I mean, they could, they could be, but uh, no. I mean, honestly, I... It's a gray sweater. I I needed a like a neutral color. I have a black crew neck sweater. I thought I needed a gray one. I mean, it's, it's John. What sad. happened? What what happened to that really nice sweater that I that I liked on the way to the cheek chalks? I have that, but that like that's a jacket almost. That's so thick. What was that sweater you were wearing last night? Yeah, you mean the best sweater that we're all getting this year? Did yeah, I ever get I that sweater? Yeah. Yes, you that did. Has, that has like four pounds of wool on it. That's which a, that's which a one, John? What was the sweater you were wearing? A neutral colored sweater last night. Yeah, it's not <laughs> lamb's wool though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, um, that was this, good. this is what I'm talking about. Oh. Maybe we can end on that note. <laughs> yeah, I do have to walk. Oh, right boy. I gotta eat dinner. This is good stuff, guys. I will get this. Uh, We'll get this out. Does Rob provide an update? Rob, let's just... How how are the kids doing? Uh, Where's our fifth fifth pod member? Are we ever going to see him again? He goes to sleep Where's Merle? Merle Merle went to sleep at uh, five minutes before I got online. I put him to bed, and then I fired up the the laptop. Um, So he is a McLaren fan, 
And so he's equally kind of like shy about appearing and having to explain himself. Lee is a Ferrari fan, and he's much more willing to be on the podcast. Makes sense. We'll see, though. Checks out. Checks out. All right. So anybody's looking to get little onesies for children, you know, two T for Will McLaren, uh, one T for Lee. He's Ferrari. Can I do a real quick shout out to um, our eldest sister Elizabeth? She she wanted to listen to this on her way to Chicago, but we missed that deadline. Uh, but <laughs> she is permanently relocating to Chicago. She's a diehard listener. Uh, she has a new job out out in the big city. So uh, snaps to her. Very exciting. Congrats. Good shout out. Andrew didn't shout you out, Elizabeth. I did, so just for that. <laughs> you Do you think she can tell your voices apart? Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm just going to splice out. I'm going to redo that by myself. Splice out John's voice. <laughs> my own oh, speaking, you speaking don't have of, the acumen to do that. Tr- uh, speaking, trust me, I do. Speaking <laughs> of twin twinsiness, um, wasn't there an issue this week where John, one of your coworkers? saw Andrew outside and then saw you inside and was like, what's going on? You're yeah. two places at once. Why haven't you guys run more cons? Wow. What a, what a, classic, what a classic question to ask twins. How do you think I bought my Brooklyn sweater, dude? <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> All right. I feel like you could really work that in your favor for like, I don't know, negotiating like a car buying thing. Like one of you goes in, do like a good cop, bad cop. Just set that salesman on edge. What if <laughs> John wants to buy a car? I go in and say, I will pay more for this car, even though I'm not interested. <laughs> that that would be the opposite effect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good luck, guys. Good bit. All right. All right. Vroom, vroom. Later. Later.